Mrs. Mrs. Folu for inviting me to this conference. I thank God for her life. I thank God for bringing pastors' wives together. Amen. Mm -hmm. I think I'll have to leave this microphone. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. Can you hear me? Yes. yes. So I thank God for every one of all that is here, and I thank God for the ministry that we are representing. God will help us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I know as pastor's wife, by the grace of God, I'm a pastor's wife, and I'm also a pastor. Amen. 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 We go through a lot of challenges. And so many of them, we, we don't have anybody to talk to about it. Are you understanding me? Everybody comes to you with their problems. Everybody tells you their issue. But who do you talk to? Amen. Who do you tell what you're going through? But I have an anchor scripture that we're going to use this time. Follow me to the book of First uh, Thessalonians chapter 5. The Lord gave me this scripture for you, and I want this scripture to encourage you. It's Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 24. The Bible says, Faithful is he that called you, who will also do it. Amen. Amen. Faithful is he that called you, who will also do what? Do this. Woman of God, say amen. Amen. Like I said, the Bible says that faithful is the one that has called you. Pastor, I want to let you know that you did not call yourself. Amen. And I thank God that one of our earlier speakers said that. You didn't call yourself into that job. You were chosen by God to be a pastor's wife. And if you cannot do it, God will not choose you. <coughs> he knows that he has given you every ability to carry out this work successfully. And that is why he chose you and gave you the man that is in your life. Now, the question is, who is a pastor's wife? Are you a pastor's wife because you are going to church? Are you a pastor's wife because you are a member of that congregation? You are a pastor's wife because you married a shepherd. You married an overseer. Your husband might not be the general overseer of the church. He could be a youth pastor. He could also be an assistant pastor. But the fact is that that man that you call your husband was chosen by God and is given an assignment. And now you, the wife, is also part of this assignment that God has given to him. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. And because you are part of this assignment, women of God, hear this. If the devil is looking for your husband and he didn't get your husband, he will come after you. Yes. I will tell that again. If the devil is after your husband and for some reason he couldn't get him, you are the next target. Your children are the next targets. And because you are the target, that is why you go through the challenges. That is why you have the greater pr pressure in the ministry. Now, what are the challenges that a pastor's wife will likely go through or is going through? One of the greatest challenges a pastor's wife go through is loneliness. Mm -hmm. Loneliness. The man of God from the country I came from, I will not mention his name. I was in a program when this man of God was sharing the testimony. He, I, 
Somebody didn't tell me I had this man of God giving this testimony. I was in the program, I was sitting down there, and this man of God said, said one day, his wife called him and said, honey, I have three requests, you must give me one. The man was like, what does my wife want? The woman said, number one, give me divorce. And the man was like, no, what's number two? Number two, separation. The man said, no, I can't give you that either. He said, number three, kill yourself and die. Let me be a widow. And the man was like, I can't give any of those three. She won divorce. The man said, no divorce. Separation. The man said, no separation. Okay, I can't kill you, but I want you to kill yourself. <laughs> Take poison and die. So that I will know I'm a widow. That was when the man knew that there was a serious problem in his house. He now had to sit down, calm down, call the wife. What is the problem? The woman said, I am married, but I have no husband. Very lonely. Today the man is at Abuja, tomorrow he is in London, another day he is in the US, traveling alone. And the woman over there, she's feeling cold, she's holding her feet. She wants to talk to somebody, she will turn to the world. She wants to say, honey, honey is not there. Loneliness. A pastor's wife sometimes feels very lonely. I don't even know who to talk to. I know the worst thing. Sometimes the men don't even understand that you are lonely. Amen? They don't understand that you are lonely. They will tell you, oh, especially the ones that travel a lot. I was talking to a woman of God one day. God has given me grace to pastor and to talk to pastors. This one of God called me and said, Mommy, I'm going here. Mommy, I'm going there. Mommy, I'm going there. And I asked him, I said, Man of God, where is your wife? Oh, she's had to go. I paused for a second. I said, one of God, can you do me this favor? He said, what, mommy? Can you take her with you whenever you are going? And I was very blunt. I said, let me tell you something. You are a handsome young man. Take your wife. He thought I was suspecting him of something. <laughs> but no. Pastor's wife feels loneliness. They are very lonely people. And it got to a point. Pastor's wife, we have learned just to go closer more to our children than our husband. That's true. Because the man is not there. You are going for a pack. Kids, can we go? You are going to eat out the children. Where is the man? Is either he's translated in the church or he's invited to preach in London and the woman is at home. There was a pastor's wife, a pastor that me and my husband know. Honestly, to be honest with you, I visited them and I saw pain in the eyes of the wife. The woman was in pain. An elderly woman. One day I called the husband. I said, why don't you travel with Auntie? Oh no, oh no. Oh no, oh no. 
This woman, this man tra comes to the US every year for more than 30 years, never traveled with the wife. The man died without taking the wife out for one day. And I remember a couple of years back, I told him when he was in my house. I said, I said don't worry. If he's to invite the woman, bring her. She will speak in the conference in my church. Bring the woman. But he never did. And I traveled to Nigeria. I visited them. I saw a very lonely woman. I saw a woman in agony. I saw a woman in pain. I saw a woman that does not have a husband, even though the other was living. If you ask me, if you ask me, now that the man is dead, she will not be the different. Because the man was never there. That's why this great man of God in, in my country, the wife said, give me divorce or you die or we separate it. Because with these three things that she asked for, the man will not be there. When you are divorced, you don't have a husband, right? When you are separated, the man is not there. When he's dead, he's not there. Now, in the heat of this problem, like the man of God was sharing, a brother quickly rushed to the house. You know how it is back home. Here, thank God we have phone. You can always call your pastor. That brother, hey, daddy, 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 my house is burning. Come, come, come. My wife is doing this. The man of God said, my house is burning more than your own. Oh, yes. <laughs> thank you. Oh. And according to him, what he did was, yes. every, he, he dedicated every Monday for the woman. Oh, yes. Yes. Wow. Monday, you cannot call this man of God for anything and he will show up. Mm. They will tell you, it's my wife's day. Amen. Mm. Amen. And to the glory of God, they are still married. Praise the Lord. So we face loneliness. Just one day. We don't have privacy in our home. That's right. Tell me about it. The home of a pastor is a public house. When I was still living in Nigeria, service ended one day, and it's like church members were in my house. Me and my sister-in-law were cooking. Everybody was eating, and my husband aunt came in. And looked at the living room. Everybody was eating food. He called my husband. He said, Is that what you come to Lagos to do? To feed everybody in Lagos? And my husband was like, These are church members. That is a pastor's house. You don't have privacy. Thank God for America. People will call you on the phone before they come back home. You will just make sure you are just standing up and they are walking in here. Amen. And you know, as a pastor's wife, everybody in the church wants to know what is going on in your family. That's right. <laughs> everybody. They want to know when you are eating. They want to know when you are not eating. But whatever is going on in their own family, they will hide it. But your own is out there. And you know the funniest thing? They think they can enter any part of your house without invitation. A pastor's wife had an incident. I'm going to share this with you. She was not home. Her husband was 
sleeping in the bedroom. And uh, the, one of the sons was cooking. This sister, I don't know what went into her. She had called on the phone, and the kids told her, Daddy is sleeping. She felt her problem. She woke up, Pastor. Pastor, get up, get up. You know what she did? She came straight to Pastor's house, drove to Pastor's house, went straight to Pastor's bedroom, and began to wake Pastor up. Tell me. What, what would the pastor do? <laughs> and the thing was, when the man woke up, the man started calling the wife, come and see you. The children were calling the, their mother, Mommy, come and see. Sister, so and so is in our bedroom, waking daddy up. Oh. And meanwhile, she was somewhere else. That's a challenge. Wow. In her bedroom, her husband sleeping on the bed. She was not home. The sister could not wait. And this woman of God, her son told her, I said, Mommy, because she taught us not to insult elders, I would have insulted her. We said that was too much, right? But that's what we face as pastor's wives. But thank God for this woman of God. She handled it very well. She called the sister, she said, don't ever do that anymore. Mm. You know, but you know the her sister's excuse? But you are our mommy now, I, you are our mommy, and as a child, I can enter anywhere. That's not, that's The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Amen. Pastor, but we face unrealistic expectations. Things that people on their own cannot do, they expect you to do it. They want you to be the human being and also be the angel. Sometimes they want you to be the Holy Spirit. In their brain, you don't have blood. You are not human. You are a spirit being and when you come to church, remain spirits. Don't try to be human being at all. There is no time you need to be a spiritual being. Or a physical being. You are just spirit and walk as spirit. Angels. Hallelujah. Let me be really fast because I have a lot. Often time as a pastor's wife, when you do things wrong, mistakenly, they don't come to you. They report you to your husband. They go and say, Daddy, do you know mommy did this? Mommy did that. What do they expect your husband to do? To come home and deal with you. And you will face that as a pastor's wife. In some cases, they will call you names. Look at her. I don't even know who made her a pastor's wife. Sure. I have a sister, a friend, and a sister. We've been friends from childhood. Maybe give and take, maybe like about 35 years now, we've been very close. She married a pastor, I married a pastor. But let me give you her testimony. Two sisters in their church got pregnant out of wedlock. One was disciplined. 
The other one didn't come to church the day they disciplined that one. So the one they disciplined went and told the other person, say, ah, but I don't go to church, you pastor have suspended me. So the other one that didn't come to church now left her house, got to the pastor's house. My sister, whom I call my twin sister because we grew up together, was not home. She had gone to work. And this other sister, who is pregnant or who was pregnant, now begin to abuse the husband. Cause the husband from here to say. So, after getting all those abuses on my sister's husband, do you know what my sister said? He said, I don't know the one that was my own. She was at work. She said, I don't know how I got involved. She was at work. But because she was the pastor's wife, the lady ran abuses on her. Challenges of pastor's wife. She was not even there when they were suspended. She didn't know how they got pregnant. But because she's married to the man that suspended them, she got her own share of their problems. But let me say this for us to one, you know, our church members. This woman for doing that, but that is not where I am going. I just want you to know the end of the story. For dishonoring the pastor, abusing the pastor carried the pregnancy for 12 months. And for that 12 months, she was not going to deliver the auntie. She started going from one prophet, one apostle, one bishop, one prophetess, name it, for prayer. And they told her that the Lord said you insulted his servant. And until you go and apologize, you will not have this baby. So I have ministered in my church, in my sister's church several times. So she told me, she said, Do you know the front of our church? I said, He said, when the sister came on that day, she started rolling from the front door. Wow. Was running herself, Daddy, forgive me, Daddy, forgive me. And was running till she got to the church. And it was after that prayer that she had that day. My sister told me that when this girl was abusing the man of God, the man of God was like this, looking at her. He never altered a word. But God fought for him. But that's not where I'm going. And where I'm going is these are the challenges that pastors were face. Reverend Messi was saying something about she is not a mother of wood, but a mother of sheep. And that's the truth. When a sister cannot talk to you, it's not comfortable with you. They're only comfortable with daddies. That is a question mark. As a pastor's wife, you are faced with a challenge of a mother, a husband. You are a mother to your children. You are a mother to the church. You are a mother to your husband. You know, it's only men that suck breast to the end of their life. <laughs> But <laughs> well, that is the truth. After talking their mother's breast, the next breast will be what? <laughs> so, for the fact the man sucks your breast, you are the mother. <laughs> now, what I'm saying is, you face the challenge of a mother to the church, to your husband, to your children. Look at three people you are murdering. <laughs> you are a mother to everybody. Yes. And it's a big challenge. 
You have to meet up with that responsibility. You have to know what to say the right time. You say the wrong thing, you scatter homes. A man will come and tell you, my wife didn't cook food. I say, eh, for where? She has to. You've destroyed that home. Yes, Mend it together because you are a mother to your husband, to the church, and to your children. But the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. He that has called us is faithful, and he will do it for us. Now, everybody picks on the pastor's wife. They look at what you wear to church. They look at how you talk in church. They look at who you greet and who you do not greet. You know, sometimes, unconsciously, maybe somebody you have not seen for a long time, you walk up to them and greet them and say, look at her. She's only greeting uh, Sister Estella. She's not greeting me. And, and you know what? You did it innocently. They pick on you. You, you know the, the, the other one? God forbid that you are not working. And then you wear good shoes to church. <laughs> it's tight money they are using now to buy shoes. It's tight money. Which money does she have to buy shoes? God forbid that you and your husband is full-time pastor. And you wear a beautiful hat. You are in trouble. They pick on you. Any little thing they are talking about you. That's your, that's one of the challenges. Mama said it earlier, they expect your husband to be the superman. To be the perfect man. He can't make mistakes. Pastor's wife face, I'm rushing it now. Pastor's wife face a lot of criticism. They wrestle with their call as a pastor's wife. They are in so great dilemma. How will I do this? If I do this, am I doing it wrong? That's why I thank God for this conference. Amen. Yes. I'm telling you, I'm very, very serious. I thank God for this conference. Amen. That we can come here and talk about our challenges, and then you will know that you are not alone. Amen. We are all in this boat together. Sure. You are not alone as a pastor's wife. Oh. My challenge might not be your challenge, but they are unique. Yeah. That's right. They go through a lot of pains without knowing who to confide in. Because you talk to one person in the church, they say, Ee! Oh, they go through that a lot? Pastor's wife, sometimes they go through abuse. Some pastors are physically abused. Some are emotionally abused. And some are also sexually abused. <coughs> a woman of God, a pastor's wife was going through abuse. She couldn't talk to me about it. A physical abuse. You know what the husband does? Whenever the man wants to beat her up, it is either he puts the TV or the radio up, and the worst thing is that this man is so annoying that he will be beating the woman and be singing praises. Oh, hey. Jesus. Praise God, hallelujah. Praise God, amen. Praise God, hallelujah. They go through financial stress. Yeah. Well, my sister was saying that they were making $50 a month. I know that was 
the pure truth. Yes. That was I that is a pastor that I know presently. How much is fifteen thousand naira in dollars? Fifteen thousand naira now is twenty. Oh no, it's thirty dollars. Thirty dollars. That's what this man of God and his family makes a month. As I speak with you today, his salary has not been increased. As a matter of fact, I spoke with him and his wife this morning, and the testimony they were giving me, the wife was jubilating. The wife was saying, "Mommy, ah, we got a house." I said, "Really? This morning, my hotel man talked to them. He said, "Mommy, we got a house." Mommy, the husband was saying, Mommy, you can't believe what God did for us. They have been homeless. Oh. And the man, sometimes the man sleeps in church because he doesn't have a place to sleep. Financial mm -hmm. stress. And from the testimony he gave me this morning, the work, because they don't have a house in the location where they are pastoring, the woman is in the village, so the man now stays close to the church, sleeps anywhere. But according to the testimony this morning, the church found a house for them and uh, they went to the landlord. The landlord said, nobody has lived in this house for six months. But when I came back and my wife told me that you came, I had God telling me, give that house to that pastor. Amen. But you know what he told me? He said, mommy, I have to run around for the money. <laughs> Financial stress. America, some of the pastors are working, some pastors are working. But if you go outside this nation, you will understand the financial strain that pastors will go through. A pastor's wife was dedicating her first baby, honestly, and be, because I tell her I hear things. She told me, she said, to dedicate her child, she had to go to her neighbor to borrow a blouse to wear. Oh. The money people were giving her for the new baby, she used it to buy the wrapper. <laughs> so the money will only buy the wrapper, but she doesn't have blouse. So she had to go and borrow a blouse from another woman to take her baby to church. Mm. Okay, let's leave Africa. You say that happens in Africa, right? Mm -hmm. What about here? Mm. Sometimes there is no food in your house. Mm. Yes. But you will see somebody walking and say, Mommy, I'm hungry. And you give them the last food. Yes. Maybe I'm the only one that people come to my house to eat. <laughs> but members expect you to have more than enough, even when they are not giving to you. Amen. That's true. That's true. Even when they are not giving you, they expect that when they ask you for money, you better ask for heaven to. <laughs> Send fishes. Fish will open their mouth and give them the money. God will help us in Jesus' name. Amen. I said the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Amen. Pastor's wife, mommy said it, they expect your children to be the best. Even though when their own is doing robbery, your own mustn't do it. But your children will not be robbers in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Pastor's wife will lack personal friends. It's difficult to have a friend. The ones you trust so much, those are the ones that will disappoint you. Yes. So with that, we get scared. Yes. Yesterday, Mama was asking me about my former armor bearer. And by the time I talked to her, she's thinking, wow, what a trust. When I go to programs, she travels with me. I'm telling you, 
like if I'm invited to a women's camp that we have to go to retreat and all that, she goes. When she when she's praying before she left me, when she's praying and you are by the door, you will think I'm the one praying. That is how much my spirit was imparted into her. One day I was out there and she was, I think it was in a program we went to like this. And I asked her to do the opening prayer. Somebody was like, wow, you are praying like Reverend Margaret. And I started laughing. But when she was leaving the ministry, she did not blink her eyes. Amen. And you think it will not hurt you as a pastor's wife? You think it, you will not feel it? You know, let me draw a little bit more on that. When that issue happened, God was merciful to me. A woman of God came from Nigeria with her husband, that period. I think they spent like about a month in my house. Wow. It was that period that my armor bearer left. Yes. yes, when she was, came to give me, you know, her resignation and all that and all that, the woman of God said that she saw me and the Spirit of God said she should come and sit beside me. She came when that woman was talking to me. She just brought her chair very close to me and held my hand. Said, it is well. Yes. It is well. She was saying that it is well. And I was looking at my armor bearer. Everything she was saying, da 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 da. As soon as she left, she now gave me her own testimony that encouraged me. Oh. As a pastor's wife, she told me, she said, Listen, I have gone through this. Now, I thought I was doing her a favor by bringing her to my house. But she was doing me a favor. Amen. So we lack personal friends. Your husband will work for others. But most times neglect his family. You lack appreciation from your church member as a pastor's wife. Do they ever appreciate you? Do they ever say thank you? No. But they want to see what you are doing wrong. You go through some emotional crisis. Caused by the crisis in the church. Mm-hmm. When there is a problem in the church, it is a pastor's wife that carries the heaviest load. Mm-hmm. Amen. We go through emotional crisis. Sometimes you don't have in-depth fellowship with your members because you are scared of what they will label you. You are everybody's counselor, but you are you don't have a counselor yourself. Mm-hmm. You are everybody's counselor, but you, who counsels you? Nobody want to minister to your family. All they want is to take and take and take. They will keep taking from you until you don't have anything to give again. Mm-hmm. But that will not be our portion in Jesus' name. For pastors who go from places to place, we face the challenge of transfer. Today your child is in this school. Maybe you are there for one year. The, the general was here. He transferred you to another. Like the pastor I was talking to, he said, Mommy, they are telling me to go to so 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 place. And I just started a good work in this location. And now my duo is telling me to go here. I don't know what to tell him. He had to be obedient to authority. So he got to move. 
So we face the challenges of transfer, especially to some of us who are, you know, assistant pastors, local pastors who are not the wife of the general overseer. And sometimes, if we don't handle it very well, it destabilizes our home. It is the kids sometimes cannot process it. They don't know why they are in this school today, and they cannot finish in that school. They are going to another school. They want to meet new friends, and by the time they will, they are there two years. They are transferring them not to another state again. Yes. So that's one of the one of the challenges we also face. This one is a biggie. We face the challenge, not everybody, but some, the challenge of infidelity from our spouses. The man of God was sharing with me one day. He was confiding in me. And thank God that God has also helped me to be able to, you know, handle it right. Because sometimes when people talk to you, if you, if you mishandle it, you will harden them. He was telling me, he said, I messed up. I said, man of God, what did you do? A sister came to the office for cancelling. And by the time you know it, right in the office, he slept with a woman in the pastor's office. And when he told me that, I said, she will come again. He pulled. I said, yeah, she will come again. She didn't come for counseling. What you gave her, that's what she came for. I said, boss, tell your wife. I said, tell your wife. By the time you tell that woman, your wife is the only one that can break it. Yes. Yes. That's right. She is the only one. The moment you hide it from your wife, yes. that affair will continue. Yes. Mm -hmm. But if you tell your wife that, listen, I slept with Sister Agnes, <laughs> she will cry. She might punch you. She might hit you. She might not give you food for days. But she will save your ministry. Amen. And he did. Oh, yes, thank you, Jesus. So, we face problems of infidelity. If you talk to pastor's wife, you will see that some of them are, are greatly hurting. Some pastor's wife, their husband has impregnated their house health. Um, choir director. And what have you? And they are there bleeding in their hearts. Mm. They don't know what to do. They don't know who to talk to. But it's a challenge. Yes. Mm. That's why I said it's a big one. It's a big one. So, pastors will face the challenge of infidelity from their spouses. They also face the challenge of the board of directors trying to rule their home. The board of directors of the church, they want to control your husband and control what goes on in your house. Mm. Especially, hear this, pastor's wife, you guys can go back and review your church bylaws. Especially if the church bylaw gives them huge rights. 
Now, how do we solve those challenges so that we can have restoration? Now, number one is the pastor's wife must have a personal relationship with God. To be able to overcome these challenges, you must have a personal relationship with Christ. The pastor's wife must be prayerful. I don't, I don't want to dwell on that because we've done so much on prayer. You will overcome all these challenges when you're on your knees. The pastor's wife must, must execute the fruit of the Spirit. Mm. You can look up that in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. I'm not reading because of my time. Number four, the pastor's wife must be vigilant. You must be vigilant. Don't be afraid to look at your husband's text messages. Are you hearing me? He might not like it. You don't even have to tell him. Are you understanding me? Don't be afraid to load the code to his phone. Because you will save his life and save your family like that. The pastor's wife must be submissive to her husband. You can win a man by good submission. I don't care how stubborn that man is. Give him submission, you will win him over. And the pastor's wife must love her husband. Show, her, show him love. Show your husband love. Like I said earlier, pray very well. You are also a counselor to your husband. The pastor's wife must be the pastor to the husband. Like my sister said earlier. Now, you need to teach your children the word of God. I'm talking about how to overcome those challenges. A pastor's wife must live a godly life. You don't have to be a talkative. The Bible says it's better, you know, to live on top of the roof than to live with the word, a nagging woman. You nag in your house, that is Proverbs chapter 25 verse 24, you will nag your husband out of the house. As much as it is in your hands, Pastor wife, make your home a peaceful place. You must learn to let go some things. Forgo them. You must learn to just push it aside. Say, you know what? I'm not even going to worry about this. There are times they will come in very late. You just let it slide. You don't have to ask him, why are you coming late every single day? You make him snap one day. God will help us in Jesus' name. Amen. Always forgive your husband no matter what he does. Um, saying this, I am not giving them a license to mess up. Amen? But you, your part, learn to forgive. Constantly tell your husband how much you love him. I'm telling you, he should not be the only one to tell you I love you. Always let the man know that you love him. Amen. If he hears it often from you, when another person says it, it will make no meaning. Yes. Mm. Yes. I'm telling you, he will tell you, oh, thank you, my wife just told me that yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> but when he doesn't hear it from you at all, and somebody say, Pastor, you look good, I love you. He's kind of like, oh, he loves me. <laughs> <laughs> the heart will hear from us. God will help us in Jesus' name. Now, take our time together with your husband alone. Take our time with him alone. Find out what he enjoys and do it with him. Yes. Do not constantly refuse him sex. Give him his favorite meal. Help him to discuss his day with you. By the time you encourage him to discuss his day with you, he will even tell you the mistake that he made. 
Amen. Amen. Do not often accuse him. You know, what I learned talking to pastors and pastor's wife, when you accuse them often, they want to do that thing you're accusing them of. <laughs> so take time not accusing. Be a role model for the church because they are watching you. Don't talk down on your husband in public. Even if he's making a mistake, do not put him there in public. Don't call people on the phone to discuss your husband's faults. If you must talk about what is going through your family, look for a trusted man of God, especially his father in the Lord. Somebody who is over him. But the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Amen. Make him know and believe that you want him to succeed in ministry. Amen. That's where I want to start. Let your husband know and believe in you that you want him to succeed in ministry. This is what I hear. My wife is against my ministry. My wife don't want me to succeed. My wife is the devil. My wife is this. My wife is that. But if you let your husband know that you want him to succeed, he will trust you. And I believe that God will trust us in Jesus' name. And our husband will also trust us in the name of Jesus. People of God, with these challenges, everything I have put together, honestly, by the grace of God, if you practice them, you will overcome the challenges as the pastor If you love your husband, you pray for him, you give him what he wants. I'm telling you, what I'm telling you is what I have proved. Time do not permit me to share my experience as a younger pastor's wife, and here I am right now. Oh. Amen. I would have told you the mistake I have made, mm-hmm. if not for the grace of God, maybe mm-hmm. I wouldn't even have a marriage today. Mm-hmm. But I know where I am right now, what God has taken me mm-hmm. So, some mistakes I made as a younger pastor's wife, well, I don't want you to make it. No way. Amen. That's why I'm giving you the things you can do to be a better pastor and have peace Amen. in your home. And I believe whatever we have lost, God will restore it in the name of Jesus. Amen. No Delilah will see your husband. Amen. I repeat, no Delilah will see your husband. Amen. There are so many Delilahs out today. And their purpose is to destroy your husband, destroy his ministry, destroy his vision. But you can take a stand and say, not my home. And it will not be your home in the name of Jesus. Amen. Let us stand up and begin to pray.